0: Will part and our King will descend the fire in his eyes. Seven stars, his right hand. So thankful to be with you once again on the program. Watch, therefore, this is such a special time of year. On the Lord's calendar, it's time for the Fall Feasts of the Lord. And as I get ready to share them with you, let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ's name, thank you that we're saved. If there's anyone who's not yet saved, I pray they would be saved by the end of this program today. And I pray you would bless every viewer today, Father. We ask it in our Savior Jesus' name, amen. And Amen. Yes, the fall feasts are upon us. In Israel, we call them the Chagim, the Chagim, Yom Truah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Remember that Messiah Jesus has fulfilled all previous four feasts Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and Shavuot, also called Pentecost. This leaves only the Fall Feast to be fulfilled by Messiah Jesus. Yom Truah is traditionally called Rosh Hashanah, meaning the head of the year. But we know that the Bible teaches Israel that Passover is the beginning of the year. The first Fall Feast, Yom Truah, is the Day of Blowing Trumpets or the Feast of Trumpets. And we see it introduced in Leviticus chapter 23. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Well, this special day was marked by the blowing of of the shofar, the ram's horn, which was fashioned to blow like a trumpet. If you look at other feasts, we see something very interesting. There are many more passages in other places in the Hebrew Scriptures about the other feasts than this one. Why? What does this feast mean prophetically? There is something mysterious about the feast of trumpets all the way up until the time of the ministry of the apostle Paul in the new covenant let's look together at first corinthians chapter 15 behold i tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Paul explains what has been up until this time a mystery of a generation that will not die when the dead in Christ and those who are alive in Messiah will receive a glorified eternal body. The last trumpet will mark this event. This is, excuse me, hallelujah, the rapture. Now, some confuse this trumpet with other trumpets in Bible prophecy. Yet, Yom Truah clears up the confusion. Even today, in many synagogues in Israel and all over the world, when they celebrate this feast, they do so by blowing shofars. They have a series of blasts, many shofars blowing at the same time, a series of blasts that ends with Tachia Hagadol, the long blast where they blow as long as possible until they're out of breath. This is called the last trumpet. So this last trumpet Paul speaks of is Tachia Hagadol of the feast of trumpets. Paul says it this way in First Thessalonians chapter four. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ shall rise, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. At any moment, we will experience Yom Truah. Next on the calendar of the Lord is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement which takes place beginning this evening for at the, day, the time of this recording. This evening begins Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And incidentally, we are in lockdown for coronavirus here in Israel during this Yom Kippur and during this, the rest of this feast season. Please pay, pray for us here in Israel. We, like all of the nations, are in great sin. Our nation is in great sin like the rest of the nations. Please pray for Israel. Well, the Lord gave the law through Moses after delivering our people out of Egypt. The community center of the law was the tabernacle in the wilderness, and then later in Israel, the temple in Jerusalem. The feasts of the Lord were a big part of Jewish life and of their knowing or having relationship. With the Elohim, the God of Israel. Their sin, which separates God from man, was annually addressed in the tabernacle at Yom Kippur. Their sin annually was temporarily and ceremonially covered or atoned for until the next day of atonement. We see it introduced in Leviticus 23, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, also, the tenth day of the seventh month shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. You shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, and you shall do no work on that same day, for it is the day of atonement to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. So I want to talk to you now about the the two goats and the bull offering of Yom Kippur. Beginning in Leviticus 16. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lot fell. And offer it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and to let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. So the two goats picture our Savior taking away our sin, and I'll talk about that more in just a moment. The high priest, Aaron, he takes the sin offering into the Holy of Holies to the mercy seat, the blood of the bull for his own sin, and the goat for Israel's sin. We see that in Leviticus 16:11 and verses 14 through 16. Then the blood of the bull and one of the goats is sprinkled on the mercy seat and the other goat was sent out into the wilderness. That's in Leviticus 16, 20 through 22. Aaron the priest would ceremonially transfer the sin of Israel onto the scapegoat and send it out into the wilderness and the old testament remember there are pictures types and shadows of our adonai yeshua of our lord jesus old testament pictures of new testament truths in colossians 2 16 and 17 we see this so let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or sabbath which are a shadow of things to come but the substance Is of Christ. So our Lord Jesus partially fulfills Yom Kippur at his first coming. The blood of the bull and goats, the blood of the bull and the goat that are sprinkled on the mercy seat represent the blood of Messiah Yeshua that was splattered violently by scourging and his crucifixion for our sins. It was a bloody mess, folks. This is the seriousness of sin that tragically is mocked and dismissed here in Israel and in the nations around the world, and even in some churches today. The, scape- the scapegoat represented our sins being removed as far as the East is from the West. Listen to Psalm 103 As far as the East is from the West, so far has He removed. Our transgressions from us. Oh, hallelujah. He died on the cross, rose from the grave, went into the temple in heaven with his sinless blood and eternally paid for our sins. And that's why John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in Hebrews 9, listen to this. Not with the blood of goats and calves. But with His own blood, He entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Oh, hallelujah and hallelujah. Now listen, there are two more aspects of Yom Kippur to be fulfilled. And we're going to talk about them in just a moment. Oh, the Lord's calendar is so important. And it so, it so reminds us that, that we need to do something very important what is it we need to watch therefore and be ready this watch therefore television program and message is going into 200 million homes in 200 countries oh hallelujah as the lord is using this as a tool to help make disciples who will hear from him one day very soon well done thy good and faithful servant this message stirs the lukewarm to repent and seek after the Lord with a whole heart. It also ties perfectly with the Gospel as many see the desperate need for a Savior in these waning hours of this prophetic generation. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television program, we have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Like Romans 1:16 says, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan, and myself, we co-founded the ministry as we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors and so much more. And then our To the Nations ministry Poured Out for the Nations where we go to many countries in Africa and other places as well getting out the gospel, preaching the watch therefore message, seeing many saved, helping orphans and widows as well. Oh, what incredible opportunities we have through blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. What a way to watch therefore and be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds. A great way to get acquainted and stay close to our ministry is through our monthly free newsletters. You can receive your Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletter by post or by email. We have updates about what's going on in the ministry along with important devotionals that will help you to watch Therefore and be ready. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv and sign up for our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Along with prayer, there are those who would like to financially partner with our ministry. First, let me say this. If you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest and even pray to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today. For those who would like to financially partner with the ministry, there's three primary ways to do so. You can give to our Watch Therefore television program, our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, or poured out for the nations. You can do so by post or online. There's information there on the screen. What a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven and to watch therefore and be ready. Yes, these times are difficult and challenging, but I have some good news. The Lord promised that he would be Abraham's shield and great reward. The Bible tells we who believe in Messiah Jesus that we are Abraham's children by covenant. So then, We can experience the blessings of the Abraham Covenant by faith. In my book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant, you will learn how to walk out your identity as children of Abraham. You will find powerful activation points that provide practical faith strategies for confidence and victory. With a donation of any amount to watch, therefore, blessing Israeli believers or poured out for the nations, you will receive your copy of Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. Make sure to write on the memo section of your check or the note section for online giving ATB book. And remember, watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We've seen that Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is a picture of our Savior, Messiah, Yeshua, dying on the cross for our sins. Yet there's more to be fulfilled in Bible prophecy from Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It pertains to we who are in the born-again body of Messiah Jesus, the Ecclesia, the church, and also to Israel in Bible prophecy. You see, Israel would wait eagerly outside the tabernacle to confirm and rejoice that Elohim, the God of Israel, had accepted the high priest sacrifice at Yom Kippur. Today, we are in the born-again Bride of Messiah. Wait for Him to come and take us back to that place He has been preparing for us, also that we would go to the marriage ceremony in heaven. Like they waited outside the tabernacle for their high priest, having their sin already atoned for or covered at the Day of Atonement, today we are to be eagerly waiting for our Savior, the High Priest, Messiah Jesus, who has already eternally taken away our sins. Look at Hebrews chapter 9. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it, as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, listen to this. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for Him, He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Oh, hallelujah. And listen to another eagerly waiting passage in Romans 8. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. And again, oh hallelujah, I am eagerly waiting for our Savior, High Priest and King Messiah Yeshua, our risen Savior, Lord Jesus. The second Yet to be fulfilled matter of Yom Kippur is the salvation of Israel. This is when Messiah Yeshua finally takes away Israel's sin. Look at Romans chapter 11 with me. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wiser in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn ungodliness from Jacob for this is my what? Covenant with them when I take away their sins. I often teach about covenant on this television program and I go out to places like Rwanda. I just went to Africa. You've heard me talk about that if you've been watching the program uh, lately and I teach about covenant and Bible prophecy and it's not uncommon for a pastor to hold up his hand during these conferences and asked me this question. With all the Bible prophecy that's going on right now and taking, taking place, leaping off the page of the Bible, why don't the Jewish people, why doesn't Israel receive Jesus as their Savior now? Well, there's a couple, questions, a couple answers I give to that question. That particular pastor who recently asked me that in Rwanda, I said this to him, I said, let me ask you pastor, how old were you when you got saved? He said, well, I was 18. I said, well, why didn't you get saved when you were 10? and the look on his face was like this. Duh, yeah, it's, it wasn't yet time. It wasn't yet time for him to get saved. And you see, Jewish people have been getting saved since the resurrection of Messiah Jesus, right? At here and there, down through the ages, though most of the church, it's predominantly Gentile, there has been uh, Jewish people who've been getting saved all the way. But national Israel's revival takes place when the Lord returns as he just spoke about in Romans chapter 11. We see it also in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, when all of Israel receives Messiah Jesus as Lord, as Lord and Savior. I, and I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for its only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. It's at this time that all of Israel that survives the great tribulation, I say it that way because in Zechariah chapter 13, we see that two-thirds of Israel will perish in the tribulation, along with the billions who will perish in the world under the wrath of God in the tribulation. And by the way, in Jeremiah chapter 30, this time is also called Jacob's trouble. But those who survive will receive Jesus as Lord, which leads us... To the final feast, Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles. The Hebrew word Sukkot means booths or tabernacles. You see, the children of Israel were to build temporary dwellings and live in them for seven days as they celebrated Sukkot. This was to remind them of how faithful the Lord was as He had led them through the wilderness on the way to the Promised Land. Sukkot is introduced in Leviticus 23. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But then look at a New Testament fulfillment of Sukkot. In John chapter 1, as our Savior Messiah Jesus begins his earthly ministry, John 1:14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And think of this: the biblical Greek word for "dwelt," used in John 1:14, means to fix one's tabernacle or to live in. A tabernacle. So God the Son, the only begotten Son of God, came to this earth in a human booth or tabernacle. He gave that sinless body as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. But that's not all. You see, the Lord is leading us now through this wilderness of a world in our temporary, very fragile booths. Yes, He's been faithful to we who are born again children, in this wilderness as he tabernacles in us remember 1 Corinthians 6:19 tells us that we who are born again that our body is the temple of the holy spirit yet very soon we will put off this tent at the rapture return with him from heaven and he will sit on his throne in Jerusalem and tabernacle with us forever And ever in his eternal kingdom. Oh, excuse me again. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Zechariah 14 speaks of this time. First, in Zechariah, if you read it, you'll see that Messiah Jesus will return to destroy the Antichrist army's overwhelming forces that are coming against Jerusalem. Then, All of Israel, like we saw in Zechariah 12.10, who has survived the tribulation, will receive Jesus as Lord, as Adonai Yeshua, Lord Jesus. And then in Matthew 25, you see the sheep and goats judgment. And those who were the sheep who survived the tribulation at the sheep and goats judgment will enter into the millennial reign, the 1,000 year reign of Christ. You see that in Revelation chapter 20, by the way. With revived Israel, and we will reign and rule under Messiah Jesus, we will have returned from heaven with our glorified bodies. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Rwanda, there's a pastor. He said, I want to hear three hallelujahs. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at Zechariah 14, 16, as this pertains to Sukkot. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year To worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Oh, what a day that will be when our Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, we shall see. And we're reigning and ruling with Him in His eternal kingdom. Are you looking for the day where that final trumpet will sound and we go up to that place He's been preparing for us? Have your sins been washed away by the only acceptable payment for our sins? Lord Jesus, fulfilling Yom Kippur, has He washed away your sins with His precious sinless blood? Are you eagerly waiting for your eternal body and to reign under King Messiah Jesus as He tabernacles with us forever and ever in His glorious kingdom? Are you ready for this hour of time, for this generation? He says, watch therefore and be ready. You don't know the hour of the day, the Son of Man is coming. Have you truly received Jesus as Lord? Have you been born from above? Well, how, how, how does that take place? And, and know this, Messiah Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do I need to do? Change my mind about my sins, repent and begin to turn away from my sins and trust Jesus who died on the cross for our sins and rose again. He did that to pay for your sins. Every time you've lied, cursed God's name, stolen and much more. And he wants to forgive you and save you right now. What do I need to do? Cry out to him, Jesus, Lord, forgive me, save me. I want to turn away from my sins and begin this new life in Christ, Father. Help me, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, amen. If you're doing that now, putting your faith in this risen Savior who died for your sins on the cross, there's information at the bottom of your screen. Please contact us. There's some information we want to send you to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. And for all who are watching all who are watching, I want to pray, oh Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, bless all of our viewers, and may this program be a lightning rod that that convicts and sends many seeking after you like never before. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us any moment. i s r a e l at gmail.com and if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter you can fill out a contact form on the website watch we also have audio programs available on our website watch we are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another you can also find us there at watch tv until next time